0: You're listening to the Meeting Midway Podcast, a podcast of Midway United Methodist Church in Alpharetta, Georgia, featuring Pastor Jenny Andoni and Pastor Amanda Lane. Over the course of the podcast, we'll hear how the church relates to the real world issues that matter to you and how God loves us all. Now, let's meet Midway.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Midway United Methodist. Let's stand as we worship the Lord this morning. If you got some rhythm, you can put your hands together. Just forward, you calm the storms that surround me. Just one word, the darkness has to retreat. Just one touch, I feel the presence of heaven. Just one touch, my eyes are open to see, my heart can't help but believe there is nothing that I've got I can't. Not a mountain that he can't do. Oh, praise the name that makes a way. There's nothing that our God can't do. Oh, just one word. You hear what's broken inside. Just one word, you revive every dream Just one touch, I feel the power of heaven Just one touch, my eyes are open to see My heart can't tell but believe. there is nothing that I can't So
2: We are so glad that you are here this morning. I just wanted to get us started with a scripture. And if you were at VBS this week, I think you might know this scripture so you can say it with me. It's Romans 14, 19. So let's strive for the things that bring peace and the things that build each other up. Thank you. Let's worship.
1: Shadow, you will light up Mountain, you won't climb up Coming after me No, well, you won't get down Sing it one more time. Oh, the overwhelm and death, and the backless love God. Mm-hmm. Oh, it chases mm-hmm. me down, but I still am bound. These are nine. I couldn't hurt I don't deserve it.
2: I'm Amanda Lane, one of the pastors at Midway. Whether you are worshiping with us in person or online, it's a pleasure to join with you as we worship God. Today is Vacation Bible School Sunday. We want to extend a special welcome to those of you who participated in VBS this year. We are so glad that you are here. While you're on the What's Happening page, go ahead and register your attendance update your contact information, or submit prayer requests. You can also register your attendance by scanning another QR code, the one that's in your seat pocket, right in front of you. While you're on the What's Happening page, click on over to the Give tab. Here at Midway, there are three ways to give. In person, just drop your envelope in one of the offering plates, online through the website and our Midway app, or you can also send a check through the mail. Our children's ministry is off to a busy start to the summer with Vacation Bible School last week. But that's not the only opportunity for children at Midway. Our children are a vital part of the church. So we offer several opportunities on Sunday morning to help shape their life of faith. You want to grab an information card before you leave to learn about all the opportunities we have at Midway. We had an amazing week at Vacation Bible School. The week was full of energy and excitement. Thank you to everyone who trusted us to care and teach your children. Thank you to all our youth leaders who gave their time during the week to be with the children. Thank you to our adult leaders who carefully planned this week and taught about Jesus. We couldn't have done it without you. And finally, thank you to our Director of Children and Family Ministries, Ms. Tiffany, for all the heart and hard work she put in this week. Now, I want to invite all of our heroes to come forward. They're going to share with us what they did this week. Elizabeth Wallace was one of our students who participated in Vacation Bible School this week. And she's going to tell you a little bit about what she learned while everybody's getting set up down here.
3: Good morning, my name is Elizabeth Wallace and I had the pleasure of being a VBS camper along with 200 other kids this year at Midway UMC. I'd like to share a little about about our week with you. The theme was Hero Hotline, called together to serve God. Each day we learned that we, heroes for Christ, are to love others and build his kingdom. On Monday, we discussed the story of Jesus forming his special team of helpers through gathering 12 disciples. They work to teach, preach, and heal. We are on God's special team, too, and are heroes who are called to follow only Jesus. On Tuesday, we travel back to the Old Testament. The story of baby Moses' rescue from a basket on the Nile River showed us how heroes are called to help others. We may not be asked to protect a baby floating in Egypt, but there's always some way we can lend a helping hand. On Wednesday, we continued talking about Moses, except this time he had aged many years. He had led God's people out of captivity. Moses was working so hard and was very, very tired. His father-in-law, Jethro, talked to him and advised him that he needed to appoint some helpers. Heroes aren't called to do all the work themselves. Heroes are called to work together. On Thursday, we learned of the star that led the wise men to Jesus. Their journey was difficult and had many twists and turns. Because of King Herod, it could have ended very badly. But those men were told in a dream that Mary and Joseph needed to leave town with the young Savior of the world. They listened to God, and we are called to do the same. On Friday, we studied a man known by two names. Saul had been hurting early Christians until he had a big encounter with God that changed his heart. He asked God to forgive him and devoted himself to spreading the gospel. Then his life was in danger and he had to escape a walled city by being lowered out a window in a basket. This taught us that God forgives and shows us grace and heroes are supposed to do the same for others. This past week is one that I will never forget. We learned so much and had many laughs. There were rubber chickens and pigs, lots of craziness in the Bible room that you had to see to understand, and even inflatable chicken and pig costumes. A big blue rubber chicken named Chuckles helped every, keep everyone's attention. There are also colorful decorations and a warm building that invited us in each morning. Our church was filled with many volunteers, including some very special teens who gave a of their time to make sure we know how much God loves us and wants us to love others. Thank you for supporting VBS 2023 through your prayers, donations, and helpful hands. I am thankful to be a part of this congregation and to be loved by all of you so much.
2: Shirts were our helpers this week. They corralled your kiddos. They um, they ran back and forth to get band-aids, to get ice. Lots of band-aids and ice were given out. Um, they taught in snack, in crafts, in a lot of different things. And we want to say thank you to y'all. There's also one lady who put a lot of time into this beginning in January. um, Tiffany was working at least once a week, if not more, on making sure that everybody was in the correct crew, making sure that our helpers had their friends with them. Um, So we just wanna say thank you to Ms. Tiffany. To you for um, for letting us have your kids for a couple hours each day, Um, it was quite a joy to have them. I want to invite you guys. Now you can either go sit with your parents, your grown-ups, or you can go downstairs to children's church. All right, so you guys can y'all can start moving as we continue to get organized and find our people. um, I want to invite you to join me in a time of prayer. Um, one quick reminder, we have a Boy Scout troop that is leaving today. I believe they've already left. They are heading to Philmont. They just landed. Okay. So, they are in Philmont, and they are going to be hiking 61 miles over 12 days. They've got 12, uh, seven, s- seven students and 12 adults. So, we want to pray for their safety um, and pray that they just experience God on their, uh, their hike um, and their time in the, the wilderness of Philmont. Let's go to God in prayer. Almighty God, we come before you this morning. We are excited to worship you. We are thankful that we can celebrate and come before you. God, thank you. Thank you for allowing us to worship you. God, we confess that we don't always follow your way and your will. We don't always follow your direction. God, oftentimes you call us to go and we turn the other way. Oftentimes your way looks hard. And Lord, we choose our own way. But God, forgive us. Allow us to turn back to you. Allow us to seek your way, to follow you for a more more fulfilled life. Lord, this morning we thank you. We thank you that this week was an amazing week. God, that our children were able to learn about you. God, that they learned about what it means to follow Christ. God, I pray that... It would continue, these lessons would continue to follow them as they grow and as they learn more about Jesus Christ. God, we thank you for the adults, for the students who, who led these children. God, it's amazing that they would give up their time and their energy to teach the least of these. And so God, now I I come before you and I lift up our prayers to you. Lord, for the Boy Scout troop that has ventured to, to Philmont, we pray for safety. We pray for fellowship. And Lord, we pray that they would experience you in the glory of your creation. God, we also pray for those who are mourning the loss of loved ones whether it's a, an actual loss or one that separates us from one another. God, be with us. Be with them. Provide comfort and peace in the midst of chaos. God, we pray for those who are lonely. We pray for those who are anxious and depressed. God, we pray for those who aren't sure what tomorrow will bring. God, in all of these things, we know that, that you are with each and every one of these people. But God, we also know that you call us to be your hands and feet. You call us to bring hope to the lonely, to bring your presence and bring your peace to the anxious, to bring comfort to the mourning. God, to bring security for those who are unsure of what's going to happen next. Lord, allow us to open our hearts, our minds, and follow you. We pray this and many other things in Jesus' name, and now we join together and pray the prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come,
4: I'm Pastor Jenny, and it's wonderful to see everyone here in worship today. Uh, We've expressed our our, uh, gratitude to our wonderful uh, staff and volunteers, and I also want to thank you, uh, parents and grandparents, who entrusted us uh, with your most precious thing with your children this week, and it was certainly our joy to have them. Our summer sermon series is entitled, The Path of the Disciples. So we are going to be talking for several weeks about discipleship. Discipleship begins with a call. Another word for a calling is a vocation. In fact, the word vocation comes from a Latin word that means to call and it is defined as the work that a person is called to do by God. Someone's vocation may be the same as their occupation, as their means of making a living, or one's vocation or call may change with the changing seasons of one's life. Long before Jesus called his disciples, long before He told James and John to leave their fishing nets and follow him long before he told Matthew to leave his tax booth and follow him. There was another man, a man named Abraham. He would come to be named Abraham by God and he became a prototype of faith because of the way that he responded to God's call. We are first introduced to him in Genesis chapter 1, beginning with the first verse. Hear now God's word to us this day. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you. I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took his wife Sarai and his brother's son Lot and all the possessions that they had gathered and the persons whom they had acquired in Haran, and they set forth to go to the land of Canaan. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Abe had just finished mowing the lawn and was sitting on the front stoop sipping some sweet tea. It was early spring, so it was not hot enough to cause him to, you know, be completely spent by the chore. As he looked out over the freshly cut grass, a refreshing breeze swept over his perspiring face. Though Abe was secure and certainly well off enough to have someone else do the work, he he liked doing it. Himself, he he found it quite satisfying, and not to mention at his age, good exercise. At seventy-five, there were many things he no longer wanted to do, not to mention things that Sarai wouldn't let him do, like you know climbing a ladder. <laughs> he and Sarah didn't have any children to help them keep up the old home place. So they they had never been blessed in that way, which wasn't due to a lack of effort on their part, if you get my drift. (laughs) Fortunately, they were blessed to have a host of nieces and nephews. Their nephew, Lot, was particularly good about lending a helping hand. His father had died many years ago, back when they all still lived in Ur, near present-day Baghdad. Since then, Lot had become like a son to them that filled some of the emptiness in the hearts of the infertile couple. Yes, Abe had done quite well for himself and was enjoying the fruits of decades of persistence and hard work. He and Sarah had been married for more than 50 years, they had a tight-knit extended family and more than enough money in the bank. Mortgage, there was none, no mortgage on the house. It having been his father Terra's house before him, that's T-E-R-A-H, not to be confused with gone with the wind, Terra <laughs> Heron was home to the clan now. they had become one with this land ever since his dad, God rest his soul, had pulled up roots and set out for Canaan, but instead ended up settling down here in the southeast of what today uh, we know as Turkey. While Abe was outside, Sarah was inside, seated at the kitchen table. She was thumbing through a glossy brochure of one of those nice retirement communities down south. It was enticing, all those slick pictures of a beautifully landscaped golf course, well-appointed clubhouse, and those ideal ranch houses for seniors adverse to climbing chairs with their worn-out knees. She was thinking... It might be nice to live where someone else was responsible for all that upkeep, including the lawn. Maybe this would be the year that they would put a for sale sign in the yard, give away all that stuff that weighed them down and pursue a leisure lifestyle, spending the rest of their days lounging by the pool and playing bridge with their neighbors. Meanwhile, back outside, Abe's peaceful respite on the stoop was interrupted by a voice, a voice that came from out of nowhere, go, said the voice. We don't know if it was an audible voice or a still small voice that welled up from deep inside Abe, no matter because there was no mistaking what the voice said. The message was crystal clear, a direct, solemn command that could not be ignored. Go. Go where, Abe wondered. The voice didn't say exactly. It was a call to pull up stakes and hit the road for parts unknown. So it was Abe's move, a move that would have all kinds of ramifications, not just for him and Sarah, not just for the old couple, but for generations to come. Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing Sarah pack up the house we're hitting the road Abe announced as he swung the screen door open so with such force it hit the wall we don't know what Sarah thought did she think Abe was off his rocker and should be carted off to sit in one at the rest home Even if she did by this time, you know, those two, they were joined at the hit. So next thing she knew, they were on their way to God only knows where, the glossy brochure now buried at the bottom of the recycling bin. Life is filled with all kinds of journeys, anticipated and planned moves, and unexpected detours. Young people headed off to college, job or career changes, changes in marital status, or downsizing after the kids are off on their own, Lord willing. But Abe's move is not due to the vicissitudes of life, it's the result of a call. God makes him a promise. A promise that includes a future that an infertile couple could have never imagined. A future that includes land and the birth of a nation. A nation of such significance that it would be a blessing to all the other families of the earth. Abraham may not have had a destination he could put, you know, into a GPS. Just as... Most of us don't know what tomorrow will bring. But Abraham, he had something better. The gift of faith. Faith in the God who called him and made a promise to him. He staked everything on an unmatched future because he trusted God to make good on the promise. When I think of Abraham, I'm reminded of Corrie ten Boom, the only one of her family to survive the horrors of the Holocaust. She famously said, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. The Apostle Paul enshrined Abraham's unwavering trust in God in Romans 4, lifting him up as a great example of faith for the followers of Jesus to emulate. Paul wrote, no distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised Therefore, his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. Abraham was ancient when he answered God's call. Not that 75 is ancient, mind you. (laughs) But at that time, he had reached an age that was more than twice the expected lifespan for an individual. You know, sometimes calls come late. Most of the students in seminaries these days are are not fresh-faced young adults coming straight from college. They're second or third career folks. You see, God doesn't operate on our timetable. And by the way, usually doesn't call folks who match our expectations, including expectations about ourselves. Who, me? Lord, I think you called the wrong number. (laughs) Yes, a call can come at any time. In fact, someone sitting here this morning may have their life arrested by a call from God. They are not reserved for those with the luxury to spend time pondering the meaning of life. They are not only for the idealistic youth not yet jaded by the world. Sometimes a call interrupts one midway through life. In his book, Going Home, Robert Raines writes about receiving his call in his 40s. He says, A call may come as a nudge, a glimpse, touch, glance, fresh insight or tearing sorrow. It may come in an earthquake of anger, grief, or in a still, small voice. However it comes, the initiative of an alien-friendly power strikes us with surprise and disruption. I was taken by the scruff of my life and shaken loose from the securities and identities that had served me or that I had served for 44 years. I was mugged in the night, by a strange inner assailant. That was what his call was like. Does anyone here want to be mugged in the middle of the night by an assailant? His description of his call is a reminder that a call is not always pleasant, nor promises a life of ease and unfettered pathway to fulfillment. I think of the retired nurse I know who uh, went to Haiti as a medical missionary but had to return because her health deteriorated from the exhaustion of her work. Or the man I know who went to Liberia as a missionary and ended up catching Ebola Ebola and almost lost his life. Answering the call of God is not without risk. In fact, I would go so far as to say that if one doesn't involve a level of risk, then it probably is not a call from God. Didn't Jesus tell us as much? Those who would be my disciples must take up their cross and follow me. That is not a life, a call to a life of ease and comfort. When we think of calls, we often think of those overseas missionaries of whom I've known a share who went in their retirement. You know, people who have pulled up roots and at great sacrifices have moved to other countries to spread the gospel. Some calls do necessitate a physical move, like Abraham's. But others entail an an inner move a change of heart and a reorientation of life from those things that society has schooled us to value over and against those things that Jesus taught us are of value to God. Whatever shape God's call on our life takes, it does involve a measure of sacrifice, a giving away of one's life in service to Christ, It means losing one's life instead of saving it you know we were so blessed by our Bible school 200 kids here on campus all week and also so very blessed by a hundred volunteers that helped us to uh, do Bible school and I want to thank each of you who volunteered and who loved on the kids and made it such a special week for them. You know, most of the time when it comes to the church, we are in the business of begging for volunteers, right? We need three more teachers for Children's Sunny School. Any takers? We need just two more folks to stay overnight for Family Promise. Anyone available to fix the toilet? Tim, are you any takers? Yeah. <laughs> the church, though, is not a volunteer organization like any other community organization doing good work. Our work is about transforming hearts and lives with the love of Jesus. So, what we ought to be doing is asking one another what we are called to do. What brings you joy in the deepest part of yourself? What, even though it may be hard or exhausting, like a week of vacation Bible school, even so, it brings you life. As one commentator put it, There is no task in life more satisfying than work done in response to the call of God. Howard Thurman once said, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and go and do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. You know, I had a little fun this morning imagining what was going on with Abraham and Sarah back at home in Haran before they answered the call of God. Truth is, we don't know what they were thinking because the scripture doesn't disclose to us their inner thoughts. What we do know is that God promised to do the heavy lifting. God said, I will make, I will show, I will cure, curse, I will bless. All Abraham had to do is trust in the promises of God. The question is, now, will you? Will you trust in the promises of the God of Abraham, the same God who in Jesus Christ Promised us new and abundant life to all who will follow him. God still calls. Will we listen and go? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
2: We're now gonna receive an offering. And uh, This week, the children have been raising money to support uh, the Children at Wellroot, which is a program that helps with foster families, um, children who are in the the foster, the DFAC system. Um, I wanna tell you one quick story about some of our children. Um, They went home after the first day and they started a lemonade stand. Uh, to raise money and I was just amazed at this that they would go and do this Uh, but the more I thought about it the more I was very thankful for the adults the youth all the people that were here uh, because they understood what Jesus was talking about They, they learned from these adults and understood what Jesus was talking about and that's partially in part to you all as well. Those of you who have given, those of you who have invested your time, your talents, your gifts, your service, you make this possible for us to do every single year. And not only does your giving impact the church, the building itself, but it also impacts uh, children that we will never know and children we will never see. So thank you so much for your giving there are three ways here at Midway that you can give online. Um, you can give by mail or in person. Just place an, a check or, a, or your offering in an offering plate. It's going to come by at this time.
1: grace how sweet the sound that say around life. Word Stand to do this last song together.
5: Children
4: to follow god's call may god go before you to guide you may god go behind you to direct you may god go beside you to befriend you may god rest above you to protect you may god rest below you to uphold you and may god dwell within you to comfort you now and forevermore amen
0: been listening to the meeting midway podcast from midway united methodist church the doors to our community are open to all and we invite guests to join us at our services on sunday we have a traditional worship service at 8:30 a.m in our historic chapel and a contemporary service at 11 a.m in our modern sanctuary for more information check us out online at midwayumc.org thank you for listening and we'll see you soon